writing for me is <laughs> almost bigger than the illustration. Like I don't share things on Instagram unless I have something to say. Yeah. And I think that's when I had my little social media realization because I was like, well, I guess I have stuff to share. But it's, I, I just don't feel like throwing stuff out there because it really isn't just content. Yeah. For me, it's, it is an expression of my heart and it's, it's vulnerable. Now let the magic begin. Hello, hello, and jai ma, jai ma yomis. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a grounded spiritual podcast and expanding podcast for the creative and curious soul to help you unleash your own magic. And whoo, this episode took me by surprise in the best way. This is our second episode with the one, the only Rebecca Wrights, who is a friend I made in Denver, Colorado. And you may know her from her art and writing on Instagram at becca.writes or her work with Spirit Daughter as Rebecca is the creative director of Spirit Daughter. And in this episode, we talk about her journey through being an artist in the industry from freelance to now being a full-time employee with the freedom to have freelance opportunities on the side, how she manifested that, how she set that up for herself, and how Rebecca basks in the ebbs and flows as a creator and as a working creator from having creative blocks, even when you have a deadline, to getting into the creative zone with routines and more, and her relationship with social media and being very intentional with what she posts, which brings her so much joy versus just posting just to post and being in alignment with integrity in work, in social media, in her art. And in fact, I'd say the theme or the motif of this episode was about integrity, having integrity. And she opens up about the shadows and insights she awakened to last year and learning about cults and cult-like behaviors, especially the specific cult she talks about, and then experiencing the contrast of what it was like to question her spirituality for a period of time, which we've all been through. I've been through. I talked about it when I was going through it as well, and how she now feels in alignment when approaching spiritual practices with integrity. And I'm of the belief that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience and deserve to tune within the spirit for the spirit for the soul but like what was mentioned last week as well it's important to pay homage to pay respect to the origins and expand in highlighting other voices whose roots whose ancestral roots stem from the spiritual practices we use and so she talks about that i fully resonated with it it felt right to hear and i'm happy she feels in alignment with that it's just all love baby it's all love anyway i know that you'll enjoy this episode and when we recorded this she was in a town that i love and i've also recorded in in veil uh the high mountains of veil she was wrapped in that 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 energy uh, i don't know if any of you listen to john denver i'm a big john denver fan i've been listening to a lot of folky music from the 60s 70s 80s and he has a lot of songs about the Rocky Mountains and it just brought me back to that place and I felt like I was in that energy with her when we were talking about it and I believe she recorded this episode I believe she recorded this at a shared workspace type of place and so you might hear some people in the background on occasion it's very rare it's very rare it's not distracting but in case you're curious about what you hear it's that anyway so the sponsors you hear their special offers will be in the show notes along with ways to connect with the your own magic soul family and more And of course, Rebecca, who you'll likely want to ping after listening to the special episode. Anyway, with all that being said, let's get on with the show, shall we? And now, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Rebecca Wrights. Guess what, guys? We have Rebecca Wrights back on. Rebecca, I'm so thankful that you're back on the show. I love you so much. 
Oh my gosh. I'm so excited being able to do this again with you. It's just like a treat. It's always a treat. It's special. It's so special. So what is lighting you up most in the season of your life? Oh my gosh. I feel like so many things. (laughs) I feel like many of us have experienced, you know, two years of just an upheaval, some changes to our systems, looking at stuff. And for some reason, 2022 already feels lighter. Like it's all still swirling around the sphere, but there's like a little bit more of a groundedness that's coming with it. Uh, I don't want to say acceptance. That's not the right word, but like an understanding of how to handle these things that we've been dealt. Um, and couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels good. Work, work is great. And I have a home in Denver that I'm loving. I feel like yeah. I moved in there 2019. So just been kind of building it up as my own home, which has been so fun. And so I feel like that's been such a haven for me and sacred space and I feel like it's now to a point that it feels like that, you know? Absolutely. So those are the main things, but there's so much. (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more when it comes to 2022 finally feeling a little more ease after all the chaos of the past year. And I'm happy that you feel more grounded. And right now she's in Vail and I just recorded a podcast in Vail a few months ago. What a special land to be in. There's some vibrancy and just pure groundedness there that I love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny because, you know, I was telling you earlier, I've, I lived here for two and a half, just shy of three years. And so, you know, I love coming back up, but there was just an overwhelming urge <laughs> earlier this week. It was like, I got, I got to go up there. Uh huh. The mountains are calling. I'm going. Uh-huh. I know those urges. <laughs> yep. You followed that nudge. I'm glad you did. That, yeah. I'm glad you did. And you have friends there too. It's just so nice to connect. Always. So you're always creating things. Oh my gosh. I'm curious if you have any new projects in the works. Yes. Well, so first of all, I feel like 2021, looking back at that year, I was like, oh my gosh, I made so much, <laughs> so much. Um, yeah. And so I feel like I'm trying to kind of bask in that and rest for a second. But, you know, I, I work at Spirit Daughter full time as their creative director now and their lead designer. So last year we created a 52 card manifestation deck. We created a daily journal where you can write your gratitudes down as well as things like, what do I need to do today? What are, what are five things I need to do today? What are five things I need to do in my life? And so those are two products we produced on top of all the workbooks we do. If you're familiar with Spirit Daughter. We love Spirit Daughter here. Yep. <laughs> so I'm really proud of everything we created last year and there's so much more to come that I got to keep on the DL, but it's happening. Hell yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And then I do some work for a plant shop in Denver. Yeah. And then all the freelance stuff I do on the side. So it's been a lot. So are you right now in a state of rest, resting from working? Do you mind talking about that a bit? I'm so curious what that's like. Yeah. So luckily, you know, at Spirit Daughter... I think we're all trying to take a little bit of a rest. And so, you know, we're still working on projects. We're still coming up and showing up to work every day. Right. But, you know, all of those products on top of, you know, the 40 hours a week we already work is a lot. Yeah. And so I think we're all just taking a moment to also meditate on what that new project mm. looks like instead of just pumping it out. And so... For me, you know, I'm always still working. I have freelance clients as well that I do stuff for. And then, you know, here and there, I'll toss up some illustrations on my own page. But rest is coming easier, perhaps, because of how wild last year was and the year before. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just moving through the day at the pace that works. I'm not overbooking myself. I'm trying not to. I feel like I'm doing a good job of that. And trying to be done at the end of the day. I think as a freelancer, entrepreneur, yeah, whoever you are, 
it's so easy to just keep going. And I will say, I think social media in the last few years has changed so much. And I used to hustle for Instagram. I was always hustling to like make extra work for Instagram because I make so much work for Spirit Daughter and other clients that, you know, I'd be doing that stuff at 10 at night, early in the morning. And now I'm just kind of like, well, what's that for? Like, do I need followers? Do I need people looking at me? I have a good (laughs) job. I have other great clients. And so really trying to only produce kind of that extra work when I feel really inspired to do so. So it's just balancing that extra ambition a little bit. Yeah. Because I still have to show up to work every day. I still have to do those things, but also going to yoga more, reading more, just kind of like cooking more, chilling out a little bit. Um, It's all very like basic stuff, but it's, it's a boundary with, social media yeah. or being seen. I think there's a lot of us that wanted to be seen and yes. it's so accessible uh-huh. with social media that we're like, look at me, look at these people. <laughs> and while that's great, yeah, I feel like social media was something we all wanted to be seen doing and it, it made it accessible for us. We were able to post things on a regular basis and follow people and come in, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Off your followers went. But it's changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely changed. And I've changed with it. And it was kind of, you know, a little bit of a process being like, oh, I need to keep doing this. And I had to kind of sit back and ask myself, for what? <laughs> what do these followers bring me? A lot of them bring me immense joy. I love talking to all my Instagram friends. Yeah. But... You know, I had to sit there and think, is this worth the time outside of work to post this Mm -hmm. stuff? Is it worth my time if it doesn't feel like it's coming out of integrity or really something I thought about? Because that's what my Instagram has always been to me. So I think I had to just take a break from social media (laughs) and keeping up with that, like, hustle and grind a little bit. So, and it's provided so much space in my life. It's kind of crazy. So isn't it a beautiful thing? Even though I do think Instagram offers a lot of beautiful opportunity in this world, especially connecting with others. I think that's its greatest gift. How amazing is it to just take that space from social media and have more time? Like I've deactivated it for now, not forever, but just for now. Um, Because if I have it on my phone, I'm too tempted. So I just had to like take it off, you know, altogether. Right. But how like freeing is it? I've been able to have long conversations with friends or catch up with old friends I haven't talked to for years and just have this quality time and also luxury time of creating stuff that I don't feel obligated to post and maybe I'll post in time as a collection, but I don't feel like, oh, I need to, I'm going to post this right now. And then it just becomes ephemeral, you know, it's, it's been a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how has taking that break been for you? It's been so nice. There was just a moment where it was over Christmas. So I didn't end up going home to Chicago for Christmas. My boyfriend had COVID. (laughs) I never got it, but you know, we, we were chilling. Um, so I think in that moment, it was the first you know, true pause I had taken throughout the year, which is crazy to think about. But I had, you know, spirit daughter work. And then there's another client. It's a plant shop in Denver that I do a lot of stuff for. And I was just working on those two projects. And that was it. And I, you know, I kind of organically fell off the social media train. Yeah. I was just too busy. So that's so good though. I was like, do I want to make anything? It's like, not really. Yeah. I want to be in my life. And it's so hard because there's so much happening right now with NFTs and the metaverse and all this stuff when I'm feeling so much more pulled to simple things in life. (laughs) I want to go for a long walk. I want to talk to my grandma on the phone. I want to cook a good meal that's new and different. And I feel like it was just the most presence I've felt in a really long time. Yeah. And just like rest my body felt good good wow I'm not stressed I'm not checking my phone I'm not I'm just hanging out 
being a person. <laughs> it's so good. I love, I love, love hearing this. And also you're just, you have a lot going on when it comes to work as well, because mm-hmm. you are a full-time employee with Jill, with Spirit Daughter, yeah. and also a freelancer on the side. That's a lot. And so I know a lot of people are interested in both getting into freelancing or finding um, a side freelance job. I mean, you recently signed on to Spirit Daughter. So I'm assuming that you're very content being a full-time employee with her because that, that does sound absolutely phenomenal. But I would love to hear about this transition from freelance to full-time and now full-time with some freelancing on the side and how you make that work for you. Yeah. So I have so many thoughts, but I'll say all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the best part about freelancing is, and I've done all of it, you know, I started full-time as an employee at a design agency here in Vail. And then I freelanced on the side so I can build up my freelance. I do think it's important to build up your freelance and get a feel for it before you just dive on into the waters. I mean, you can do it. (laughs) Everybody has their own path. But I definitely think that, you know, starting there helps you understand what you want to do, what you like to do, how you deal with clients, pricing. It just kind of helps you get a game plan together. But, you know, after I worked at the design agency, I ended up just contracting for Spirit Daughter or other clients and stepped away from agency life. And so I was full-time freelance. And that was great. I, I loved it. I loved how many projects I got to work on. I loved that every day was totally different. And at the same time, I realized I was someone who... <laughs> doesn't like to talk a lot. I mean, I do, but Mm. there were just so many meetings and emails. And when you're a one person show, like, oh my gosh, there's just like so much to keep up with. So much energetically exhausting. Yeah. It was the management for me that, you know, I wasn't bad at it by any means. I just needed a break a little bit from, yeah. Oh, what's the next project? Like, who's the next client? Where's the next meeting? For sure. Um, It felt very, like, future-focused to me. And so, uh, you know, and not ragging on freelance in that way. More so, for me, it it got to a little bit of an overwhelming point. And then 2020 hit. I've been working with Spirit Daughter since the beginning of my career and as a contractor. And, you know, during 2020... Luckily, Spirit Daughter was doing great. And I was doing it, I don't know, 30 to 40 hours a week as is. So, you know, wow. I thought to myself, I, it'd be great if I just had a little bit more energy and time to focus on this all day yeah. and like brainstorm post ideas or product ideas or, or you know, do a rebrand or look at the website. Oh, gosh, of course. And that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I proposed. I was like, hey, you guys want me full time? Good for you. And that's when I stepped into the creative director role. <gasps> but I also knew freelance was something I wanted to have mm, yeah. there too, just because I learned so much from my freelance clients. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to have, you know, another project to beep up over to, or just a way to like shift gears in your brain a little bit. For sure. And so I still do that, but that's what I love about learning how to freelance because there's always something to fall back on. There's always something there for you. If you want it, you know, if, if I wanted more clients right now, I could have them. If I need to chill, I mean, Rebecca Wright's designs has been chilling for a bit. Like, I haven't posted to come on there. And that's okay yeah. because I don't need new clients yep. right now. So, But when I do, I'll get back on that horse. So uh, I highly encourage anybody who can, you know, even dip their toes in it to try because it's, it's a really nice fallback to have. Look at this amazing life you created for yourself. I mean, of course, you got to sign on with Spirit Daughter because you've been – so loyal and working with her for so long and working hard and creating these beautiful pieces for so long that it does feel like it feels like you are 
also just a part of spirit daughter. It's already, it's always felt like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it only makes sense to be, if I'm being honest, I kind of already thought that you were, you know, part of like a full time, but I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how right. it does do freelance. Yeah. 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 It just, it makes sense. But then you also have the freedom, the liberty to, you know, if you want to expand your horizons and, you know, connect with others that have opportunities that inspire you in some way. I think that that's amazing that you have given yourself this breathing room because a lot of people, they sign with somebody and it's exclusive and there's no way they can go out and branch out to others, you know, but they, but you, you found a way to make sure that you have the freedom to do this. And now you're creative director. That is the title. That sounds pretty nice. That's it. Which is what (laughs) I love to do at this point too, you know? I yeah. I've been designing for a while and I love to design. I love to illustrate and it's great because I still do those things. I'm also, you know, technically the lead designer, so I don't have any other designers. Um so I'm I'm doing that, but also high level art direction is something I think a lot of like little BB designers want to do one day, but I have this nice balance where I don't feel like I've stepped away from the making of whatever it is, product, post, illustration. And I also get to see high level. So I get to do both because I think it would be hard for me personally to give up the the process, (laughs) creating Mm -hmm. stuff. I feel like that gives you such a better idea of where to pull things as an art director or see the higher, you know, vision. So it's been a really nice balance and you know, it's very, it it feels like web development where when you're a designer, you you just want to like get into your headphones. You don't want to talk to people. You want to go into like the zone. Uh, And I've never wanted to give that up either. So it's really been a lovely role to step into. I'm like, these are the two things I would love to do. That's so exciting. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. I'm so curious how you set your day up to get into that creative zone, especially as, you yeah. know, we're in a different season of life. Right. Absolutely. I am still <laughs> a proponent of the morning routine. And yeah. 
I actually realized it's kind of hard for certain people to get in a morning routine, People, especially moms. Shout out to the moms out there. I'm like, y'all, I'm thinking of uh, you. No kidding. For sure. In fact, don't worry about the morning routine. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm like, guys, <laughs> you'll get a morning routine when they're like 17. Uh, one so day, sorry. yeah. But hopefully, yeah, for people who do have the, the time and privilege of having that morning, you know, I wake up at 5.45 to 6 most days, and then <laughs> I immediately go get, like, this tiny little espresso cup that I have. I love that this has literally been my routine for two years, but go fill it up with a little bit of espresso, drink my water, get my hematite palm stones. I, like, do the same thing every day. Uh, wow. And then I meditate, and so I use different – I use an app called Satva, and then – there's another one I'd be pop over to. So I'll do, you know, a 15 to 20 minute meditation. And then after that, sometimes I journal, sometimes I work out, sometimes I read. Sometimes if I have time, I will try to do all of those things in small increments, but, and then have breakfast and then get ready. I always get ready, but that's just, that's like the Virgo in me. <laughs> If I'm wearing sweatpants all day, I'm going to feel like that all day. So I just have to get ready for for my day and feel like cleansed. Yeah. Yeah. That's like how I start each day. And a lot of times if I know I'm going to have a busy day, like today, <laughs> today was a busy day. Right. Uh, the night prior, I will write down all the things I know I need to do. And then if... I can. This is how my brain works. I literally like time them out because even if I get thrown off of that, it's not a big deal, but I'm a prioritizer again. Yes. Virgo vibes heavy on all of this. <laughs> I'm like, yes. write down your to-do list, get ready for your day. But those are the things that just make me feel better. And I like setting up what I need to do the next day at night because one, it's fresh in my brain. Mm, mm-hmm. And two, like... I have like the energy still when I wake up. I'm like, yeah, so foggy and don't really know and kind of just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like waller around for a bit. So <laughs> the evening kind of helps me set it up if I know it's going to be busy. Otherwise, I just flow with, with the day. You sound so lighted by this, like keeping this routine consistent as well, which probably pays off immensely, especially when you go into that creative space, which will always look different depending on whatever you're creating. So it's nice to have that consistent routine to be able to set up the stage and also let your mind know, okay, we're getting into it. We're going to get into that creative zone. Yeah, absolutely. I think also taking the morning means that you've already had time for yourself. Like I'm like, oh, I already did yoga. I already worked out or like I already read my book that I'm obsessed with. Instead of getting, you know, done at the end of the day, who knows, maybe you're done at five, six, seven, then you have to make dinner and then you're exhausted and then you have to go to bed. It's like, oh, I don't really have time. Yeah. So waking up is like such a priority for me because I'm like, this is my me time and I know it will be my me time. Absolutely. And I know that I had that throughout the day. Oh, that is so, so yeah. true. I remember when I... I've I've just been a self I've been self-employed for so long now but when I was employed mm-hmm. with a company I remember I started getting into morning routines mm-hmm. and you know getting up super super early because I needed that me time before I spent however many hours at work and go into the office. And so I just remember I needed that time and I, it was so sacred. Absolutely. And now I still have a little bit of like a flow routine, but it's kind of just kind of flow in the morning, like what I, with whatever I feel like, you know? So I do love morning routines. Like when I get into one, even though it might only last a season, it feels so good. Totally. I'm like, sometimes mine changes. This one has been pretty consistent, but you know, like, Wake up, meditate, always there. But then who knows what comes after that. Sometimes it's reading. Sometimes it's working out. Sometimes it's going for a walk in my neighborhood, listening to a podcast. Um, But just getting in your own energy at the beginning of the day feels so good. I agree. You know, waking up kind of mindlessly doing something and then the first person you interact with, like that's what sets the tone for your day. Oof, yes. Uh, I just... 
you know, Oof. it's nice to get in your own headspace. Very true. Very true. Now, also, when it comes to – we talked about this last time, but I'm curious if anything has changed for you at all when it comes to creative blocks. Like, what do you do these days if you feel a creative block, but you happen to have a deadline for Spirit Daughter, for example? Yeah, it's always hard. If that happens. Oh, it happens. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's so many different things I do. I My biggest thing is taking a walk. Anytime it happens, I'm like, I'm taking a walk. <laughs> and either like listening to some music, listening to a podcast, whatever it is. Um, that's normally my first step. And then second step is talking it through with someone else. Uh, either someone on my team or, uh, you know, luckily my boyfriend is also a designer and illustrator so I can go to him but I feel like talking it through with people helps a lot and sometimes I just push through and I make I'll make a lot of different things for someone and be like hey we can go this route this route this route so then I can get some feedback because it's just yeah especially when you're the only one uh you know creating graphics or the only one doing what you're doing it's nice to have just someone else to bounce that feedback off of. And there's still so many people who don't design stuff that have fabulous creative ideas. And so talking to my coworkers always helps. So the walk, the coworkers, and then sometimes depending on when it's due, you know, whatever the task is, I'm like, yeah, I'm brain blocked. Like I'm gonna do this tomorrow morning. And sometimes I just need to meditate on it and sit on it for a second. And then it comes, it flows so easily the next day. So sometimes I just need to set it down for a second. Yeah. It's so important to, you know, take that pause and know like, okay, it's just not coming. I don't want to force it. And it's okay if I walk away for a moment. Um, I know there's a lot of stress when you know you have a deadline right around the corner, which to be honest, sometimes as well, you can find a rare force of energy knowing that you are about to approach a deadline. I know for myself, if I do have some sort of deadline or for example, like Mondays are when I release the podcast. So let's say I power through a lot on Sunday. Oh, I just get through it like crazy, like an adrenaline rush. Yeah. It's, you know, do you ever do that? Like the last minute, it just, for whatever reason, all this force of energy comes. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. I'm like, I feel (laughs) like I have more creative blocks when I have time. Yes. Because I'm like, there's so many options. There's so much to explore. Whereas in those final hours, you're like, don't have time. That's not good. That's not it. <laughs> uh, you know, your brain just processes the decisions faster because it has Absolutely. Choice. So... I'm with you there. Yes. And that's why for some things I've had to like create a deadline for like literally I've never had a deadline for my book. And that's one of the reasons why I never release a book. Yeah. So I've, I'm creating a deadline for it now. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just one of those things that sometimes you just got to create one for yeah, yourself, but you've totally. got to stick to it. It's hard. It's hard. And now what about when work becomes overbearing? How do you calm and ease yourself and allow yourself to work in a more non-toxic state when at work becomes overbearing? You know, I don't know if I have fully mastered that yet. I don't know if I have perfect (laughs) advice. I don't expect you to. Yeah, but I'm like trying to think back because early 2021, we were releasing the manifestation deck, mm-hmm. the daily, and some, you know, and working on our normal stuff. I had some, you know, trickles of freelance clients that I was still trying to wrap things up for. Like that was a very stressful time. And so I I still feel like for me, walking helps. I'm like just getting into my body and stepping away from my screen definitely helps and again very similar to my creative block but in talking with friends um talking with people who have experienced this thing I'm experiencing just having someone to talk to sometimes you just gotta let it out and I've noticed you know I live in a house with my partner and my cat and there's so many times at the end of the day that 
we don't have decompression time. A lot of people's decompression time used to come in the car on the way home from yeah. work or really on the way home from work. Yeah. Um, you know, the, just like that commute time you got to chill yes. for a second. And I've had to tell my partner, I'm like, I can't talk right now. Like I need to decompress from the day and then we can talk about our days or I don't want to talk about my day. Let's just get up and do the next one. But how was yours? <laughs> um, so really just trying to like separate a little bit. It's, it's hard when work is overwhelming and I have to turn off at the end of the night and shut it down because otherwise I'm just like good for you feeding a dead horse and nothing's getting done. And I'm also someone who works really well in the morning. And so just being like, okay, I'm going to put my screen away. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to talk for a second. It's really just getting quiet. Like I just have to get quiet for a couple of hours and then return. So important. Yeah. So, so important. Cause it's like, we already have so much noise throughout the entire day. I mean, of course there's people that are, you know, communicating with us or we got social media, we got the TV, we got just all this noise and it's so important to get quiet. And I love that you said that, but I know that when things are overbearing, I'm not at all perfect. I can definitely get frazzled mm -hmm. and you know, I feel like I feel off center when that happens. And so I love what you said when it's like honoring your energy of someone is asking you questions when you're just not in the mood to ask them and you just need your space, like take that space. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. And just realizing like, wow, <laughs> I'm stressed right now. <laughs> like sometimes there isn't some magical cure. Yeah, like that's, that's okay. what I no noticed this year. I was like, there's nothing you can do. No. I'm like, I can meditate. I can journal. I can eat well. I can work out. I can go to Reiki. I can do all this stuff. I can go inward. I can go on my walk. I can decompress. And like, you can still be tired. And just kind of like looking at that and being like, wow, I really don't love that. <laughs> How can I maybe just set up boundaries to avoid that in the future? Am I going to avoid it at all times? No, but I think that was my lesson where it's like, I don't have tools to really <laughs> deal with this quite yet. So how do I just manage this better in the future and realize, oh my gosh, this is going to be a lot. Can I contract someone out to help me? Like, mm, yeah. can I tell a client, no, I can't take this on. Like there just needs to be more space in there. Yes, um, uh, absolutely. So. And, and also to be honest for myself, like if I need to decompress. I don't want to paint this image that, you know, people can't watch TV or what I for sure watch TV when I need mm -hmm. to decompress. No. So that's, yeah. that's one thing that I wanted to know, but it's just like, I'm just surprised. Truly amazes me, Rebecca, that you 40 hours a week, you work for Spirit Daughter as an art director and you have to kind of put on that creative hat that entire time. For me, creativity comes in waves. And so mm -hmm. it's amazing to me that somehow, I mean, you have this momentum and this flow with it, but week by week, day by day, you tap into this force of creativity. And I think that a lot of people aspire for that. And I think it's very telling of how you show up in your day with your morning routine and then taking some quiet time and also honoring your space. So it's really nice to hear all of this, especially for those of us who would aspire to be able to be in a more creative flow more often than we are. Absolutely. And changing up your environment, you know? Yeah. Taking a week off, going to bail, doing whatever that just kind of... So it's like having that consistency. Yes. But also when you're kind of feeling a little... I don't know what the right word is. Stagnant? Duller. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, where is all of it? Yeah, stagnant. That's a good <laughs> word. It's like, oh, just go change it up. Shake things up. And it's wild what that will do. It's wild what that will do. When you just get yourself out of your, your comfort zone or your environment or your consistency. I'm like, I will still do my morning routine, but let's try it somewhere else for a second. That is the reason I went to Vail because mm -hmm. I was feeling yeah. so stagnant myself. I was uninspired. I did a podcast about how yep. I'm uninspired. There was a mental mm -hmm. block, a creative block. So I went to Vail. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, it was still there. Right. But I at least had a little more, another story to tell, let's yes. just say, because I went somewhere else. Yes, totally. <laughs> 
And another thing that you told me that I thought was interesting and I'd love to talk about is you wrote that you went through an intense time of facing a shadow in spirituality and wellness and you noticed these blurry lines when it comes to accessibility and appropriation. So I'm curious what happened, what that means and what you learned from this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just <laughs> journaled about it. I'm like, I wonder if I have my journal. Um, I'll try to think, but so I guess it would have been end of 2020. I listened to, people probably know, the podcast called Uncovering Nexium. So it's about Nexium, which is like a, well, ultimately a cult, but an organization that was teaching people how to be better. But, you know, I'm trying not to spoil it. I'm like, throughout the process, essentially what happens is, you know, the leaders of said organization are using really manipulative words that are all like buzzwordy spiritual words. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you can control your emotions, you're in charge, you know, just certain things. And then in Denver, we had a couple of just instances of men, unfortunately, in the wellness community who were not speaking out of integrity either. And there's a lot of people who are on perhaps an earlier journey and don't know, like haven't yet embodied or integrated the words they're saying. And so when someone else says it to them, they're like, oh, this sounds good. And it was just really wild for me to watch. I was like, oh my gosh, like a lot of this could be really harmful if used in the wrong way. And just like, Honestly, as someone who does this work every day, mm-hmm. when you're seeing so many systematic injustices around you, it can be really hard to be like, love and light <laughs> on Instagram. And I know it's not, that's not the vibe. Like we're all trying to work on our shadow and do all this yeah. stuff. But I just feel like the noise of of the wellness industry, because it boomed, there were, it was like every everywhere I looked a new person ready to teach you something, a new person holding a ceremony, like, oh, there's so much. And I'm not saying (laughs) any of that is bad. None of it. I just was like, everybody needs to to be in their integrity more. (laughs) And I realized, well, okay, let's let's not blame other people. Let's make sure I'm doing that myself. Because the people I know who embody their spirituality most are the ones who are not really like yelling about it too and I just wanted to kind of take a step back Mm -hmm. and in very classic Becca form that it kind of felt extreme I mean I was still meditating but and I was still kind of you know journaling going to Reiki here and there whatever but I just felt really disconnected from my usual downloads or whatever you want to call it spirit guides like mm-hmm. kind of that you know crown yes. chakra <laughs> woo woo yeah. space I like totally cut myself off yeah and I'm already a pretty grounded person but there was just something I felt like I needed to do there but then I went too far the other way and when I was experiencing stress or COVID scared or whatever, I didn't have that like higher power to turn to because I felt like I had turned my back on it for a year. But I feel like that was so necessary. And there's a lot of fabulous leaders in the spiritual space that I have connected with in Denver who are indigenous people, like just other types of people too. I think it's important when we're having these conversations in 2021 about inclusivity and stuff like that, it's like, just honor, honor the people that are (laughs) working in integrity. So I've been trying to do a lot of work around what's my ancestry. What, what are my practices? Like what do, what did my ancestors do? Because then I feel like I can share it Mm. without worrying. I think it's hard to be like, Yeah, I don't want to go too far into it, but you know, it just feels so much better when you're like, okay, my ancestors did this, we're good. (laughs) 
The Norse goddesses did this. <laughs> Rebecca, I'm so, so glad you brought this up because in 2020, I've awakened to this. All of these insights as well of, oh my gosh. Rebecca, we literally, you just described everything I was experiencing yeah. in 2020 and 2021 and why I was distancing myself from certain things and becoming more conscious of cult-like behavior. Mm-hmm. I would start to get triggered by certain things after, you know, I was in this particular church growing up and I noticed parallels between certain spiritual teachers that I was listening to at the time and the way that that church teaches things and you know like about how they have this connection to supreme knowledge and no one else does but then also simultaneously like I wanted to if I did yoga I felt like okay I need to find more people who oh my god I can't even speak right now but their ancestry you know that's what their ancestors did and that's what their ancestors gifted the world but even beyond that like I know exactly what you mean it's like I want to as well show up with that new level of becoming aware of all these things that I was so blind to by my privilege yeah and also blind to because I was so hypnotized by a certain perspective that was once really lighting for me and now I'm like re-exploring my spirituality in a more grounded way yeah I feel like as white women (laughs) in the spiritual space it's like Mm -hmm. yeah like the mic for certain people like I can't speak for these people I can it feels it just doesn't feel right yeah and like that's what I was experiencing it was like this doesn't feel right but I just want to make sure we are highlighting those voices we are uplifting those voices it's like this is deep deeply rooted in them and they deserve this mm-hmm. too it's like honestly like white people we got a lot of avenues we can go. <laughs> there's so many places we can go yeah. and things we can do and i don't think it means you can't do you can't go to a cacao ceremony or do it at home or right you can't get henna done or whatever like i think you can still use those things but put your money to the people who understand them or are certified or have gone through years of education to get there and it's in their culture. So I think it was just, okay, this is what I need to make sure is happening because I felt it blow up a little bit and it just, yeah, it just didn't feel good in my system. So, but it feels nice because I'm like, okay, we're back. Yes. We're back. Yes. I'm down for the lessons. I'm down for all my weird stuff, but I know how to do that out of integrity. Yes. And especially like once you become aware of it, I think that I'm still learning. As long as once we learn, we actually do better. I think right. that's what's Absolutely. really important. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm so glad you brought this up. It's very, very important. And I think that, you know, there are more marginalized voices that must be highlighted. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like, and they're great to listen to. <laughs> like, these people got it. They get <laughs> yes, it. Got it. Yes. <laughs> I'll be here learning from you. Fabulous. It's like in their ancestral vein. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Amen. I mean, yeah. of course, like that doesn't mean we can't explore spirituality. We're all spiritual beings yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. And I think that it brings me a lot of peace personally and my practices mm-hmm. come from other traditions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that you brought this up. Okay. Oh, Thank you for bringing this of up. Of course. <laughs> It's been on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. I'm sure you wrote about it too because you, I know, are so – well, you're obviously very passionate about your work. And not only do you create very beautiful pieces, but you also immerse yourself in – in writing a message from the heart with every piece that you post. I know I haven't been on Instagram in a while, but I Mm -hmm. just know – I'm assuming you almost do the same thing that you – you know, you have this beautiful heartfelt message with your posts and it always, you know, lights something within me too. And I feel deeply connected with your work, your writing and your art. And so that's one thing that I love about you. And I'm just curious, what gives you the nudge to make sure to always to have a piece like that you write when it comes to posting, like you write the piece, but you also are sharing your art. Yeah. So actually the writing for me is (laughs) almost bigger than the illustration. Like I don't share things on Instagram unless I have something to say. And I think that's when I had my little social media realization because I was like, well, I guess I have stuff to share, but it's, I just don't feel like throwing stuff out there because it really isn't just content for me. It's, it is an expression of my heart and it's not, it's vulnerable. (laughs) And 
yeah, I'm like, I don't know, is my writing good? Is it not? Like, what is, what am I trying to say here? And so a lot of the times, you know, I draw something and sometimes the writing comes after, but a lot of times the writing or the concept of what I want to write is on my mind the entire time I'm making the piece. And writing is something I love to do mm-hmm. just because there's no pressure on it for me. It's just something yeah. I enjoy. I love yeah. to read and I love all different types of, you know, books and writing and essays and memoirs. And I, so I feel like I just like eat up words <laughs> and, and so when I share them, yeah, it's very intentional and it's likely something I've been thinking about for a while. And sometimes I have art to accompany that and sometimes I have to wait until I make it, but yeah. Yeah. The writing's huge for me. It's so fun. And that's what makes, you know, we were talking about what makes social media worth it. And I feel like it's being able to share your work and then allowing people who connect with it to connect with it and connect with you. Yeah. That's the beauty of it right there. Every time. I mean, when I throw something out there willy nilly, which is rare, I, <laughs> I, I'm dissatisfied by it. And I can tell like the comments are still like, this is beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, today I posted something very, like, near and dear to my heart about, like, visualizing um, how to release things, like, shedding things. And so many people responded with, oh, my gosh, I needed to hear this. Mm-hmm. Whoa, I needed these words. Whoa, this caption. I'm like, that's what I live for. I'm like, <laughs> the illustrations, like, I love them. They are fabulous. Sometimes I love them more than the writing and sometimes it's vice versa but the writing is what really connects me to people I feel like and that's where it starts a conversation and yeah it's just always nice to feel like other people are experiencing similar things to you so and by the way a few pieces that I just cherish in my room I have three of remember when you gave me three of your illustrations oh yeah I have them on my wall here yes. in my palm desert home like in my bedroom oh. uh, and I that just, makes me so happy I love it so much and just bring such a vibrant vibe but I think about you actually like almost every day because of them being I love there. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, we like to hear it <laughs> that's too funny I love I them oh do you want to do some rapid fire oh my gosh yes we'll see how good I <laughs> coffee or tea coffee I love tea yeah same but coffee all the way yeah uh sage or palo palo santo sage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um do you have a favorite form of body movement a favorite exercise I feel like yoga with my headphones in yeah like free flow yoga, where I'm just like kind of rolling around on the ground. <laughs> and I was like, are you doing yoga, my boyfriend? Or are you just rolling around? I'm like, I don't know, but it feels good. <laughs> That's my favorite form. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite crystal? Ooh, uh, obsidian, probably. Mm-hmm. I need it. I got a Scorpio rising, Pisces moon, like absorb. <laughs> Please, please absorb, <laughs> absorb any other energies. <laughs> Help me. Help me. You may not know this. Well, first, actually, you might know this. Well, you do know this. We'll start with this. Your big three. Yes. So I'm a Virgo sun, a Pisces moon, a Scorpio rising. I mean, you guys got the best kind of sting because you're very, very wise and you can meticulously do it. Oh. And- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm like wearing all black right now. I'm like, I got some Scorpio rising here. Hell yeah. I'm wearing all black right now too, by the way. Love it. Um, How about your, do you know your Myers? This is what you might not know. Uh, your Myers-Briggs. I-N-F-J. Okay, the rare one. Okay. Yeah. And then how about Enneagram? <sighs> okay, Enneagram. <laughs> I always get a two, mm-hmm. which is fine, but... Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one is. I feel like you're is. four. Yeah. That's how I feel on the inside. And every time I take it, I get a two with yeah. like a three and one wing maybe. I think that. And I'm always like, 
okay, I like kind of get it, but I'm like, is this really my personality? I don't know. No, you don't <laughs> I never resonate fully with it. But you'll just start reading about fours and just be like, yeah. That's the thing. Like, you know, when you look at it, it's like one pops out and you supposedly know. Oh, okay. I like that. Because quizzes, is, I know. Yeah. The quizzes, I'm like, well, I know where this is going to lead me. Yeah. <laughs> like so crazy in that way. I feel like you're four. Okay. I love that. How about where <laughs> – love that. Where's your happy place? Oof. That's so hard. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like in the mountains on a hike All right. in the summer – like hitting an alpine lake, just hiked like, you know, five or six miles, you're cracking open a beer. I'm always eating like goldfish. (laughs) That is like the whole thing is like my happy place. I feel like I just, um, I like have chills thinking about it. Mm, Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. I'm going to go with that. Escape in a veil. I love that. And also the mountain play. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And now speaking of not appropriating, I decided to stop saying spirit animal. Okay. So now I'm going to say animal that you connect with most, if any. I think the fox, which I know is, that's a popular one. Is it? I don't think so. Is it? Oh, maybe not. I, I feel like that's always been my vibe. Like, just kind of, like, underground, like, not really messing with anybody. Like, Scorpio rising. (laughs) Just, like, you know, can get in and out of spaces the way I need to. (laughs) Um, But kind of, like, pretty friendly still. Yeah. I love Um, dogs. Yeah. People are trying to show how foxes do have a soft side, and I love that. Yeah. Do you have a – well, you already said this, so never mind. How about your favorite breakfast? My favorite breakfast? Mm. I always love, like, an Eggs Benedict. Like, I'm a big breakfast person. Like, if I could have big breakfasts all the time, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that. Also, just got a waffle maker, big waffle gal as well. Fun. Yeah. Fun. I don't know why I waited this long. I still don't have one. But I'm more of a pancake girl, I'm going to be honest. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. Dark hearts. Dark hearts. (laughs) (laughs) If you could give to everyone that you know, Rebecca, a book, what book would it be? Braiding Sweetgrass. What is that? Dude. (laughs) Braiding Sweetgrass is beautiful um i can't i might say this wrong so i apologize but it's written by robin kemmer and she is botanist herbalist Mm, i feel like i'm just like totally ruining this but no anyway the book is beautiful i feel like it's my bible it's written by this woman with uh an indigenous background and teaches at a university i'm like i think it's herbal no not herbalism why am i saying that um, it's another oh traditional ecological knowledge and moss ecology outreach to tribal communities and creative writing i was just gonna say that i was like ecology yeah she's okay i just wanted to do a little fact check yes and so she writes about uh, it's just everything it's like scientific but then it's also so rooted in our culture and how we you know we need to change and we need to change our relationship with nature and the earth but also the way she talks about having hope and still making it through that is it's just like prolific to me I could read it over and over it's beautiful Oh my gosh, my heart. That sounds amazing. It's wonderful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that sounds okay. I am I'm I'm writing this down. I'm adding this to my list. Yeah, so yeah. Thank you for that. You gotta. <laughs> anyway, this is the last question. I've asked you it before. Your answer may be different this time okay. around. How would you advise the own magic listeners to create their own magic? Oh my goodness. There's so many ways, but I feel like sitting with yourself. Like closing your eyes so you really can go inward at least like once or, you know, twice a day and like writing it down. What do you want? What do you love that you have? What have you done before that you're like, whoa, no, (laughs) just kind of organizing that in your brain and then going out and just doing it. Because I think a lot of the things we all love to do are pretty, pretty simple, (laughs) like, Oh, my happy place is a hike. Like, luckily, I live in a state where I can do that. Um, And if you don't move to one, you know, if you can think of the things that are going to make you happy, like go out and try them 
Yeah. See if you like them. And then just go do it. And then just go be like, hug your friends, like sit with your tea for a little bit longer, like pet your cat, like be goofy, like be a goof. <laughs> just be human. Be human. I love that. I'm giving you a hug right now. Thanks. I can feel it. Good, good. <laughs> now, know. where can everyone connect with you? Yeah, so you can connect with me at Instagram, the good old gram at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, underscore rights, R-E-I-T-Z. And from there, you can kind of see everything. It's in the show notes as well. Yeah, yeah. It'll link you to my website and all the other things I do. So Perfect. Rebecca, I'm so glad you came back on. This has been so, I mean, so eye-opening in so many ways. I did not even expect it to go in the direction it did, it, but that was something that was so needed to talk about. Everything was. So yes. you're literally such an earth angel. I appreciate you so much, and I love you. I love you. This was so great. I'm like, <laughs> thank you for having me. It's all. It's always is so much fun I, know. I feel like lit up right now you, I'm like I need to go like you. <laughs> yomis that is a wrap that is a wrap for this episode I hope that something spoke deeply to you expanded you in some way please let me know if so you can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group, especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.